you're listening to the Passion Business Podcast, the podcast to inspire, empower and support free spirits with a big idea, a project or craft they're passionate about and want to turn into a business. I'm Anke Herman, business coach and mentor, lifelong creator, online tech-loving geek, and I'm your host. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe, leave a review on iTunes, and share with your friends. Today, my guest is Annette Sloan. Annette is a life coach for sensitive souls. She helps sensitive women and men to get rooted and resilient so that they can transcend our not-good-enough culture and thrive as their authentic selves. Annette is based in Colorado, but works with clients all over the world and through her virtual book club. And we're going to talk more about that. Enjoy. Welcome, Annette. I'm very excited to have you on the show. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. So why don't we dive straight in? Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, where you live, and what's your business? Absolutely. So I'm Annette Sloan. I'm from the U.S., from Colorado, and I am about five, almost five years into having, uh, being a coach and having, being a business owner. My business has taken several twists and turns and evolutions from the beginning, um, but what I do now is I offer life coaching for sensitive souls. And specifically, I help sensitive souls to get rooted and resilient so that they can transform their challenges with courage and consciousness and compassion. And there's three different arenas that I tend to do that, but it's all kind of, there's three doorways, but it all goes to the same inner work of that developing the rootedness and resilience. And the three doorways are food freedom coaching, uh, general life coaching for sensitive souls who are feeling lost or stuck and also um, surrender coaching for solo heart-centered solopreneurs who are looking to run their business in a way that is aligned with them and their own hearts instead of in the way that the world says you should. Oh, so it sounds like it's quite the variety, but <laughs> it comes down to the same route. And then I also run a virtual book club called You Are the One You've Been Waiting For, where we read life-changing, soul-awakening, really cool books in community and uh, discuss them and integrate them into our lives together. And it's an ongoing book club community that is really fun. I enjoy it a lot. <laughs> oh, I bet. I bet. And we'll come back to that book club because this is really, really cool. <laughs> and we'll definitely, I definitely want to want to um, hear more about, about that. I love how what you said, that there are the three elements, you know, and they seem different, but in the end they they there's something underneath that you that unites them all how and i would like my guess would be that that's that you've come to realize that through a journey Mm -hmm. yeah life has taught me that along the way yeah really curious about how you got started in the beginning like what made you even think of becoming a coach or what what even sparked the idea and then tell us a little bit about this the the journey that got you to where you're now well um i my background's in education so i used to be a health and wellness teacher 
And then um, I was in a position where I was helping to implement a wellness curriculum in high schools, and then they ran out of funding for my position. So I was out of a job, and I did a lot of soul searching. I didn't even know what a coach was. I had never thought about being an entrepreneur, starting a business, like 0% on my radar. But as I was doing soul searching in that period of my life, um, I came to this point where I was like, you know what, I want to build on my health and wellness background. And the original idea was that I would, um, I was focused specifically on teen girls since I had experience working with youth. So the first version of my business was compassionate health coaching for teen girls who were struggling in their relationship with food and body image. And actually, even before that, um, within my own thought process was this thought of, well, maybe I'll just help with healthy living kind of things and, and that sort of thing. But I had to get really honest with myself in that. Um, I have a history of struggling with food when I was in my teens and in college, my early twenties, I would swing back and forth between being a perfect healthy eater and thinking that that was really important. Um, and then thinking that my body needed to be thin and perfect by the world standards as well to binge eating, you know, because those tight, that tight control left me feeling out of control. And then I would swing back and forth between those episodes. And I, by the time I started my business, I had found a lot of healing in my disordered relationship with food and body. Um, but I knew that if I were to have worked in this through this lens of like, okay, I'm just helping families and kids become healthier, make healthy choices, exercise more, I still would have been hiding in a way because I hadn't gone public with the fact that, that um, I had struggled in my own relationship with food, even when I was a teacher teaching mm-hmm. about health and wellness. So part of the process was coming out about that, sharing that struggle with people and then realizing like, I really have to, this actually has to be the focal point of my business and what I do. So then it became this compassionate health coaching for teen girls. And I worked exclusively with teens for a while. And then women started showing up and saying like, hey, will you help me too? So over time it has transitioned to now I have no teenagers at all. Um, Mostly women, a couple men here and there. And I was doing this food freedom work. And then I started to realize like, well, actually, like after we kind of go in this initial doorway of relationship with food and body, like you were saying earlier, the inner work starts Mm -hmm. to look the same and we start to go, go other places. So maybe we're looking at your relationship with your mom, or maybe we're looking at uh, your, you know, your marriage or your career or whatever. And it's all, no matter the area of life, it's all this like, okay, who am I? What beliefs do I have in my psyche that I need to decondition myself from because they're getting in my way? And how do I develop the courage to be who I really am in the world? Um, How do I figure out who that is? And then how do I develop the courage to do that? And so over time, that turned into life coaching for sensitive souls. (laughs) That's a lot of talking. But the other part is I realized (laughs) that (laughs) that the sensitive souls were, yeah, were really my, uh, my niche because that's that's what I am and um, there's a specific specific like flavor to facing challenges when you're sensitive so I realized that that's who I was attracting and that's who I was helping and so um, that's where the current evolution of the business is (laughs) yeah that's that makes it it really shows how there's always like a lot of ourselves in there. Like I think I've never spoken to, because it's, it's not like a, 
sort of a career or job that is, oh yeah, you know, like number, I'm, I'm kind of okay with number, I'll be an accountant. Like nobody becomes a coach like that. You know, there's okay. always something that's, that's deeper, that it always seems to come out of like our own struggles. Yes. And I think it's also important to be open about that mm-hmm. so that people can trust you. Yeah. Actually, I'm yeah. really curious about the, the sensitive souls. Tell me a bit more about that. What, what's different for a sensitive soul compared to, you know, somebody who's a bit more like whatever. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> well, I think the thing is that sensitive souls, we sort of have, um, it's like everybody else has thicker skin mm-hmm. and we have like this like paper thin layer of skin around us. So the things that happen in life, whether happy things or hard things, we feel more deeply. But a lot of times we've learned that being sensitive is not okay and feeling so deeply is not allowed. So we have built up a wall um, to protect us from the vulnerability of feeling so much. Mm -hmm. And then that becomes a lot of what the inner work is about is taking down that wall and realizing actually it's an amazing thing that I'm sensitive. There are cons to it, like there are to anything, but there's a lot of pros. And in a way, it's also kind of my superpower. But how do I learn how to navigate this world that is so often harsh with my heart open, Mm -hmm. with the willingness to feel it all without ending up in a puddle in my bed with covers over my head? (laughs) That's a lot of what the work ends up looking like. Yeah, I can see that. I can totally see that. Yeah. Yeah. So would most people... I mean, I, I would imagine that would show up in all different aspects of life. Yes. Yeah, um, for sure. So like with my food freedom clients and with my former self, it was like, that's mm-hmm. oh, too hard to feel all this stuff. And I didn't know this, what I was doing at the time. I didn't have the consciousness then, but now I know like I would eat to well, one, to, because I was trying to be a perfect healthy eater and I was swinging back and forth. But two, because um, I had all these feelings and it was like it's so hard to feel so much. I was just like, let me just eat to numb so I don't have to feel. And so that was one of the forms that my wall took. Um, for the solopreneurs, it can look like this there's this narrative, especially in coaching that we should present ourselves. Like we have it all together. Mm. We know all the answers and we never struggle and we never have bad days. And I think, (laughs) I think that narrative does so much harm to all of us, but especially to those of us who are sensitive and who are like, you know what? Like I am, I'm in there. I'm in the game. I'm being as conscious as I can. Um, I'm practicing my self care. I'm trying to keep my heart open And it's still an ongoing practice. And the more that we can be honest about that, that's who we are and that's okay. And that we are allowed to show up in that way as we run our business and to be honest about it. um, I think the better things go, the better we feel. um, And the more we 
you know, the more people, people know when you're being honest, whereas when you're just telling the story, the story. Um, so yeah. And then the other part of just sensitive souls who are feeling lost or stuck, the life coaching is like, there's this tendency to either withdraw, like life is too hard. I'm feeling lost or stuck. And like this sense of, um, overwhelm, I'm just going to go again and like hide under the covers because that's easier than um, admitting like the vulnerability of like, I don't know what to do next or we pretend. And it's like a, a lot of sensitive souls don't necessarily present that way <laughs> because they've built up such a barrier and it takes a little bit. I was just talking to someone the other day and my initial it, like um, thought about her was that she didn't get the sensitive soul thing at all, just in the way she presented herself. And as the conversation went on, she was like, actually, I very much relate to this. And I was surprised, right? Mm -hmm. So I still get surprised. But I think her initial protective barrier um, was like, I don't want to present myself that way in the beginning, which I get because it's a hard world in which to be sensitive. So we uh, have this tendency to pretend as well. But can we learn how to transcend that and to own who we are and be proud of who we are? Yeah, for sure. I think that's probably a bit where, where sort of where my question came from, if it will, how many people would be even conscious of it and then mm -hmm. have the courage to, you know, to even put the hand up. Right. You know, I think that's already like a huge step to a huge step forward when you're aware of it. Yeah. Agreed. Because I think there's nothing wrong with it at all. It's just, it can bring a, like it, you'll end up with a lot on your mind and that can get really exhausting. I think. Mm -hmm. Do you identify as a sensitive soul? I'm kind of like, yes and no. Like, mm -hmm in the sense of feeling vulnerable or, or feeling or having the feeling that they, that I do feel things intensely. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. But then there's also that, so what, you know, let it just, and I guess that's also something that has evolved throughout my journey of, you know, self-discovery, let's say. Right. You know? So I would probably always hide behind the, the good girl, you know. Mm -hmm. I'd be the straight A student, you know, and like meet everybody's expectations. And, you know, and I like, I think my was the whole people pleaser thing. And that got really exhausting as well. And that mm -hmm. got to the point that, well, okay, <laughs> it doesn't go like I can't bend any further. And that right. was the good old blessing in disguise in hindsight, because it actually was the bit that triggered, you know, the whole, hang on, this isn't this, like, it can't work like that. You know, there's got to be a different way, but also discover the, the resilience in that. Like, yeah, yeah. You feel it all. Yeah. And, and you can handle it. And the yeah. more you realize that whatever feelings and thoughts are passing through, they are just like clouds. Mm -hmm. and you're in the sky and that doesn't affect you. On a deeper level, it doesn't really affect you. 
And that makes, I think, all the difference. Yeah. Yeah. The more open we can be also, the more those things, like we feel it and it's intense and then it passes. Exactly. Whereas if we're closed, it gets yeah. stuck. <laughs> yeah. And when and you that think that manifest it, in all kinds of ways. Yeah. And because if you think it means something about you or it can right. damage you in some way, then you kind of like more likely to tense up. Or when mm. you realize that it's more like clouds passing through and yeah, there'll be storms and there'll be sunny days. And there's all kind of weather, more intense or blizzards, like in Colorado. Right. <laughs> but there's still just weather. And I think getting that, like, oh, okay. You know, and then it's all just not as heavy. Right. Right. Yeah. We can, we can be soft. And that is not only okay, but it's an asset. Huge one. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I think it yeah. also, it, it gives other people, the people we connect with, it gives them almost like, permission or, or it allows them to give themselves permission to soften to relax as well yes so yeah. yeah we don't have to wear this mask in the world i know i'm the thing is it's even counterproductive mm -hmm. because nobody connects with the mask and as you said before people can you know like we've got as humans, like really fine antennas for that. I think even subconsciously we always know whether somebody's actually, whether you're talking to mask or you're talking to the heart or whatever you want to call it. Right, right. Yeah, and we may not know it if we're very much living in our ego. We may not sense inauthenticity in others consciously. Mm. But subconsciously, we know. And then the more we start to be authentic and true within ourselves, the better our radar gets, right? For when other people are inauthentic. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to go to passionbusinesspodcast.com and subscribe. And if you know somebody who would be a great guest, or if you'd like to be a guest, please get in touch. I'd love to hear from you. Back to the episode. Now, tell me about the book club. Hmm. So the book club is called You Are the One You've Been Waiting For. And the idea is, you know, that we're here, we're sensitive souls taking responsibility for our own self-discovery. And we read different books um, related, to, related to that, right? Like we're finishing up nonviolent communication right now. Our next book will be The Book of Joy by the Dalai Lama and Desmond Tutu. Before this, we've read books by Brene Brown. We read The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. Um, we've read... Uh, the Soul of Money by Lynn Twist. We read, you know, a wide variety of, of books that kind of come from different arenas, but they're all about um, helping us to develop more self-awareness, develop more self-compassion, to see the thoughts and everything as clouds, like you said. 
Um, and then beyond reading them, so people in the book club, we read a couple chapters a week, but then I record audio 20, 25 minutes a week with my own commentary, my own thoughts on like, here's how, here's what I'm learning. Here's anything I want to add. Here's something I might disagree with. Here's a story of how I've implemented this into my life. Um, so people listen to that. And then I also suggest calls to action every week and practices people can do to deepen it. And then we have virtual discussions every other week as well. So where we not only discuss, but we practice the skills we're learning. So the idea with all of that together is it's a community of sensitive souls together reading these books, together doing the work of not just understanding intellectually, but of actually taking the information and being like, okay, I really want to implement this in my life. And then we, we all get to do that together imperfectly. <laughs> the goal is to be real, not to be perfect, and to share our challenges as well as our successes. Um, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> I really yeah, enjoy it a lot. Sounds a lot. And well, it sounds like a lot of fun on the one hand, but I think it's actually a really, really powerful way of getting so much more out of the book. Yeah. Because I, I love reading and, you know, all your books are like, I'm kind of a sponge, but I also notice that when you read a lot, like two, two books later, you can hardly remember, you know, like it's, it's easy to just consume a book and then yeah. you move on to the next one, but without ever really doing it justice or without ever going deep enough or, 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 or as you say, like then implementing whatever might learning might've been in there. So to have that way of, taking the book to like not even the next and the next level after that it's just such a such a powerful way to get a lot more out of it and then have that in in the group where you can even you know discuss things you might not agree with or, or where you've got your own experience where I think well what about this what about that so I think that turns it from just like reading a book into an experience and then quite a transformational experience. Yeah, that's the goal. That, <laughs> mm. you know, over time it really changes the way we show up in the world. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely see that. I can definitely see that. So <laughs> to say like your sensitive souls would they come from all walks of life or are they or would would you find certain patterns where they well typically creatives or or or, or are there patterns or, or aren't there or aren't we all sensitive in some way yeah <laughs> i think we are all in some way but those of us who identify as more sensitive I mean, I think I can think of across my clients from, you know, lawyers to nurses to financial planners, uh, people who work in retail, I mean, to human resources, to coaches, like mm -hmm. therapists. It's really professionally, at least in terms of work, it's, it's across the spectrum. I think that we, um, we're everywhere <laughs> and we add value everywhere we go. Yeah, I think so. So where, where do you see 
yourself and your business, where are you headed? Well, my most honest answer is I have no idea. <laughs> oh, I love that. It's the yeah. most exciting answer, actually. <laughs> like, well, I have learned. Yeah, I mean, I used to, when I first, first couple of years of my business, I was in a mastermind business group, you know, and it's like very goal oriented and that way of doing things never made me, never quite resonated. It always kind of made me feel like I wasn't enough or like I, it just, it never really, the goals never really excited me or motivated me, all that stuff. So through having that experience and eventually realizing like, actually, I don't want to do things this way. Then I, I came into more of a surrender approach. So I see my job as to, get out of the way and allow the universe to work through me and to show up to be of service. Yes. So I would say that so far in almost five years, the where my the twists and turns that my business has taken and where I'm at, I am now, I never would have expected in the beginning. Yeah. So knowing that, like, how can I know what's going to come? <laughs> I love that. It's not my job to figure that out. It's my yes. job to show up to be of service. Yes. Oh, I just so love that. I resonate entirely with it. And I'm like, codywample is one of my favorite English words ever. <laughs> Have you heard of it? No, tell me what it means. Codywample, it means um, purpose, purposefully walking towards an unknown goal or an unknown destination. Mm. Tell me again, codywample? Codywample. <laughs> I'll, 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 it's, a, it's an old like one of those super old words and it came I don't know I stumbled across it in this you know old words that nobody knows and I'm like God, I love the sound of it and I just love the meaning because it is basically that mm. you move forward but you have no idea where you're going and I yeah. think we all do because literally you don't know what's going to happen in your life a minute from now like yeah. no, nobody does and I think the less you pretend to do, the more you can surrender. That's why I love that, you know, when you say that whole surrender approach, it's like the more you can surrender, the more ideas and inspirations can come through. They could always come through you, but you actually there to, to receive them and to be able to do something with it and take the next step that makes sense in that moment. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it's so much less stressful. I just, it's, I feel so much more peaceful. So true. It takes, it does take all the pressure off. Because you have yeah. the whole, and I, I, I actually was sort of smiling for myself while you were talking and saying like, about the goals. <laughs> I don't, I, I could never, I've never been able to relate to it. It's like, you know, what's your 90 day goal? I don't know. <laughs> Uh -huh. you no, know, there's yeah. always that sense I have a direction. There's not the sense like I, it's not just sort of floating around, you know. Like, yes, that sense. Okay, I want to be of service for those kind of people, or you know, there is a sense of direction to it. But then the way that unfolds, if we let it, without trying to sort of mess around with it too much, I think we can create things that we could never imagine and we could never plan. Mm -hmm. And I really heard that in what, in what you were saying. Yeah. 
it's just such a well I think it's always there it's just we don't always we're not always aware that we can actually just you know surrender right right and in my observation it usually takes trying pretty hard to do things the other way before we get to the and having it not work until we get to the point where we're like okay I surrender <laughs> too much that's where I was I mean I I broke down a year into my business yeah me too yeah and I was like I can't I can't keep hustling and doing all the things and trying I just I can't and uh, I had to take a month to just take it like I removed everything from my schedule except for my client sessions but all the marketing everything else had to completely back away and then I was like okay moving forward I surrender. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it is true. I think it does come often we come to the con we come to see it through through a struggle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Always a blessing in disguise. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it in the moment, but it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's a nice thing about getting getting um sort of growing up and getting older, let's say, because then you have more experiences like that. And with everyone, you think, well, well, last time it didn't feel like it either, but, you know, it turned out to be. So at some point you come to the conclusion that, like, even, yeah, I can't see it right now. It'll be interesting to see what the good thing will be that comes out of it, but you kind of, you know, you know, that it's all good. Yeah, yeah, completely. So when's the next book starting if people wanted to join? And how, so, where would they go to join? And where can they go to find out more about you? Uh, we'll start the next book on April 29th. And that's when we'll start the Book of Joy. So I'll open up enrollment in the two weeks before that. So if people are interested in hearing about that, the best thing to do is to go to my website, AnnetteSloan.com. They can click on Virtual Book Club to see the details and what it's about. And then if they sign up to receive emails from me, they'll get, they'll be notified when it's open for enrollment. And um, then, you know, first day I'll, I send out emails every week with the, you know, reading instructions, read these chapters with my audio, with the calls to action and, with, you know, add you to the Facebook group and all those things. And we just dive in together. <laughs> so the best place to find me, everything around my work is just my website and that's Okay, perfect, perfect. I'll put it in the show notes as well so that it's easy to find. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was such a beautiful conversation. And I'm Thank you very much. Thank you for the time to come on. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Passion Business Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss the next one.